Minyard and Minyard do a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome, Minyard and Minyard. Once again, here to make right with the world, um, and we have a lot of work to do, I must say. Oh, boy. The big, oh, hi, that's Rick, who oh, just yeah. said, oh, oh, boy, that was Rick the son, and I'm Ken the father. Uh, the big lie is alive and well and runs right through Fox News. I think you it's know, not only alive and well, I think it's stronger than it has ever been at this point. Absolutely. Uh, and they are, uh, the f- a fifth column theoretically is clandestine. Uh, Fox News is not, but in all other respects, that's precisely what they have become and what they have splintered into after 1-6 is really pretty amazing. Their whole purpose now, as we, as we acknowledged this one-year anniversary of January 6th, the whole purpose of Fox News is to shift the blame away from Trump and his supporters and a Republican Party maneuvering to win back control of the government. And they're just an arm of the Republican Party. Or does it work the other way around? Uh, they say now the riot was a false flag operation by Antifa. Mm. The FBI planted agents. I mean, this is coming from Fox News, remember? Well, it's, the FBI it, yeah. planted agents to stir up the crowd. The protesters were just mostly tourists wrongfully accused by a Democratic-led Justice Department and vilified by a biased mainstream media. Uh, police officers uh, who recounted their injuries and trauma were crisis actors. Now, this is Alex Jones' territory. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, there, a lot of those terms are come right about, out of Alex Jones's, uh, you know playbook. But it's Fox News. Mm-hmm. And Fox News has the most viewers of any cable uh, network. By a long shot. Let's let's sure. be honest. Well, they, yeah, uh, you the... can combine MSNBC and CNN and come pretty close to what Fox News has. But the difference is, it's not a Bible for people that watch those. Mm-hmm. It is for the ones who watch Fox News. For far too many of them, and they watch it all day long. And and you know, at the risk of of um, what's the what's the law when you bring up. Hitler, Godwin, Godwin's Godwin's law, Godwin's law rules or whatever. Um, They have, they are the uh, ministry of propaganda, of course, for the Fuhrer in this case and Mm -hmm. and the party. And uh, you've got Sean Hannity, maybe Tucker Carlson more so as the minister of propaganda. And that's really what it is. Goebbels. Yeah. Uh, Very, very, I mean, there's no question about it. They are up there and, and the, the, as evidenced by, what happened to poor old Ted Cruz this weekend, you do not step out of line or you run the risk of running afoul of, uh, you know, the government's being run, or I'm sorry, the party is being run out of uh, that Fox News headquarters up there. And some of it would be laughable, except it's not. Let's hear, we have uh, we have something from uh, who, Brianna? Brianna Keeler, yeah, at CNN. She did a masterful job. And by now, most people have, have seen or heard uh, what happened with Ted Cruz the other day. Ted Cruz, and, and I, I'll just tease it a little bit, um, has been on the record for, I think it was 17 different times he has called the 1-6, uh, the, the, the people that stormed the Capitol, terrorists. I mean, that and, and 
nobody's argued with that. They committed a domestic act of terrorism, and he has been consistent. Let's give him credit. He has been consistent in in suggesting that. Well, of course, Tucker Carlson had had enough of that. But let's uh, listen to how Brianna Keeler at CNN uh, dealt with that in a masterful uh, takedown. Um, we will we'll jump in here and comment on, on the other side of each segment here. Something of note happened the past two nights on Fox, perhaps not that unusual considering what we just saw in Tom's report, but it began when Senator Ted Cruz described the events of January 6th from the site of the infamous day. We are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. Straightforward, nothing crazy about that comment. Ted Cruz just saying what is. And yet no way was Fox's chief propagandist going to let it stand. Of all the things that January 6th was, it was definitely not a violent terrorist attack. It wasn't an insurrection. Was it a riot? Sure. It was not a violent terrorist attack. Sorry. So why are you telling us that it was Ted Cruz? And why are none of your Republican friends who are supposed to be representing us and all the people who've been arrested during this purge saying anything? What the hell's going on here? Tucker Carlson mad that an elected official won't peddle the lies that he does. So last night, he had Cruz on, not so that Cruz could enlighten him to reality, but so that the two of them could go night swimming in Tucker's cesspool of BS and Cruz could self-flagellate before millions. You called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't well, buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. It's, so, Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. So that that's uh, how Ted Cruz tried to get out of it with uh, with um, Tucker Carlson the other day. He said it, it now. Remember, Rick pointed this out earlier. He has used that for the year since January mm -hmm. 6, 2021. He has used that phrase over and over and over again. He has said that it was a terrorist attack. Tucker no. Carlson said, by no definition was this a terrorist attack. Well, let's <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, that's what they're looking into right now, by the way, the January 6th committee in Congress. Yep. But uh, a terrorist attack would, well, I'm not sure, but I, I think you'd say, okay, it requires well, some planning. It, it requires pl some planning. Right, and funding, right, and and. and which goes along with well, the plan, whole planning yeah, thing. But, but, but it requires acts of violence. Mm -hmm. There certainly were. And for this to have been successful, only one thing perhaps needed to have happened, and that is that Donald Trump did what he said he was going to do, namely follow them down there or meet them down there. Now, if, if this had all happened, but with Trump in the midst of it, 
which could, which conceivably he could have been, then what would the Capitol Police would have uh, do? I've done, uh, right. They, do they were confronted with the President of the United States. What would they do? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good, very good would, point. Would the National Guard have been called out? Would they have, uh, if he was leading this thing? He just didn't have the guts to go down there as he apparently had planned to do. He said it from the podium uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, he, he never, never had any Well, he sat that. there for three hours yeah. watching the television and cheering him on. So, uh, I mean, if he really, he just didn't have the guts to do that, or it could have indeed have been a successful in, insurrection. And you, we could you, have had and, a different government. And you've, you've, you had others, other government officials. Mo Brooks was up there. He talked of a blood sacrifice in, at the podium that day. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and trial by combat, Rudy Giuliani, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these were the words being used. That, and, and Trump and, himself saying, you've got to fight. you got fight to take like back hell. the government. Yeah, fight, fight like, like hell. hell. So, all right. So, Brianna uh, Kaler goes on now. And... Um, uh, right on the heels of, of, of Ted Cruz here. Well, we will get to the groveling in a moment. But first, Cruz's claim that his words were spontaneous and sloppy. Actually, they were accurate, but perhaps more importantly here, consistent with what he said right after the attack. A year ago, as he was misreading the degree to which his party was committed to Trump, he said, quote, the attack at the Capitol was a despicable act of terrorism and shocking assault on our democratic system. The Department of Justice should vigorously prosecute anyone who was involved in these brazen acts of violence. And yet last night, Cruz rushed to the misinformation mothership faster than he fled to Cancun during a deadly deep freeze in his state to bend the knee before Tucker Carlson, even though the Fox host isn't a serious or even believable person. We know that. Cruz knows that. Carlson himself knows that, or at least the lawyers who represented him in court do. They defended him successfully, mind you, in a slander case in 2020. The judge, a Trump appointee, recapping their case, quote, Fox persuasively argues that given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewer, quote, arrives with an appropriate amount of skepticism about the statement he makes. The Fox lawyers had again successfully argued that the, quote, general tenor of the show should then inform a viewer that Carlson is not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggeration and non-literal commentary. Official verdict. He's full of it. He's just one right-wing, one of right-wing cable's most elite, professionally aggrieved bullshit artists. The problem is that Carl's viewers actually believe him. Carlson's viewers actually believe him. They're not in on the joke. They're not in on the joke that Tucker Carlson is in on, that he is a joke. So she's stating it. (laughs) Carlson himself and his attorneys to get out of that lawsuit laid it out for us and as we showed last week and 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 let's just repeat again what the uh, judge determined yeah and that is that you aren't supposed to take tucker carlson seriously you know who started this rush limbaugh of course rush limbaugh used to say "Ah, i'm just uh, here an entertainer and that's sort of what tucker carlson does that's what the attorneys are uh, for fox argued and Successfully. And successfully argued that you can't take him seriously. He is. This is entertainment. This is not legitimate. Yet you have an entire segment. You know what? Upwards of a third of the country, maybe, uh, who who 
fall in line on this stuff. And you've got an entire political party at this point that falls in line. It wasn't just Ted Cruz, by the way. You had you had all of these. Lindsey Graham. And, and how many of them stood up on that day and said what effectively what Ted Cruz said? And now there, you got Lindsey Graham playing golf with Trump over the holiday down in Mar-a-Lago. They're, they're down there and uh, Kevin McCarthy and, and the rest of them. This is a, a dangerous situation we're in. We are, we are marching and we better pay attention. We got to, we, we better pay attention to, and to this. So, so what you have, and, and you need to understand Tucker Carlson is Alex Jones. He's mm-hmm. just a, you know, maybe a higher class version he, he, in terms of his looks than Al, Alex Jones, but he's the same uh, and and that's what's driven Chris Wallace and some other contributors to Fox News out of there. Out of there. He said, I can't, I'm sorry, I just can't can't take this anymore. What about the Rupert Murdoch? Follow, the people that follow them and who know better, namely the Ted uh, Cruz's and Lindsey Graham's of the world, are just grotesque. Yeah. Did you see Lindsey Graham this week said uh, of uh, the Biden speech where he was so tough oh, yeah. on Trump? Oh, he yeah. said he was politicizing it? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> No, how do you? Are you nuts? What do you think the whole fucking riot was about? It was about politics. Did you see the Trump flags? Unbelievable. Did you see that? And you, I mean, how would how would you have the nerve to say something like that? There is the death of of shame. Is is you know, it's been a long time now, but. These guys are impervious to shame. You cannot shame them with true with these examples like that. And so Fox News can maintain that mob violence is wrong if it is connected to Antifa or Black Lives Matter, but mm-hmm. the January 6th doesn't apply because it was a setup. Right. So why wouldn't it make as much sense to believe that those riots that followed the George Floyd death were set up by Proud Boys? Sure, of course. You know, just, I mean, why wouldn't we believe that? The, the, what you're supposed to do is have some sort of proof some sort of information that would lead you to believe that they just say it. They just put it out there and say, well, it was FBI. Uh, And, and, and people say, Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. I get it. And then they go and repeat it to anybody that'll listen to them. Well, how about, how about this? The, the rioter that was shot, what's her name? Ashley Babbitt, who was crawling through the window at the Capitol mm -hmm. and was shot by the, during a violent riot, she was shot, shot down uh, that is an outrage. She is a patriot that it, that was executed by the cop, according right. to the right, according to uh, to Fox. Right? She's being lionized as some sort of some sort of hero. Yet Kyle Rittenhouse, during a quote unquote violent riot, goes out and shoots people, and he's a hero. So the cop who shoots mm-hmm. Ashley Babbitt should be strung up, I guess. And yet Kyle Rittenhouse is now their hero. This yeah. is the example of this 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 hypocrisy that just doesn't stick to anybody anymore mm-hmm. and and they're able to walk away from it brianna killer does uh talk she takes on uh, good for her takes on fox directly and and um hopefully more people will will continue to do this but here here's here's how she finished her segment elsewhere on fox entertainment television they didn't like how vice president kamala harris said that january 6th will be added to the list of dates in american history that will live in infamy they're trying to turn it into Pearl Harbor. They're trying to turn it into 9-11. When I heard Kamala Harris first uh, compare ni- uh, January 6th to 9-11 uh, and Pearl Harbor, uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's an abomination. 
absurd and ridiculous to compare January 6th to either of those days. The most disgusting part of the day was what you referenced in your monologue, where the vice president of the United States says this is January 6th was the equivalent to Pearl Harbor. What a goofball. Because after all, these are hosts with deep knowledge of days that will live in infamy. Take that, arsonist. We are live here on Fox Square. Yesterday, a cowardly Christmas creep burned down our all-American Christmas tree. We knew that we couldn't let it stop us. We knew that we wouldn't be deterred. We now want to welcome our first guest of the evening, Fox News contributor Reverend Jacques Dugraff. 80 years ago this week, uh, they tried to extinguish the darkness at a place called Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah, you heard that right. Let's play that one more time. <laughs> 80 years ago this week, uh, they tried to extinguish the darkness at a place called Pearl Harbor. When it comes to hypocrites, there's always tape. <laughs> um, uh, now, now, for those of you who may not have been able to follow that, you didn't have the video, they're... Uh, they're uh, attacking uh, Kamala Harris for a comparing one six yeah. to nine eleven and Pearl Harbor and so right. on. They had their Christmas tree burned down. Some somebody arsonist, uh, yeah, uh, arsonist burned down their, and they're comparing the loss of their Christmas tree to, to Pearl Harbor. Yeah, now yet, that's high comedy. Yeah, yet Kamala Harris. I mean, that of course, they, it, it's high comedy, but it's it. It is going to be completely lost on that group that we played on our last podcast. Those those Trump supporters that that, that just are so far gone, uh, and that's what's frustrating. These these are people that you cannot reach, and you cannot shame Fox, these Fox hosts that sit around and, and engage in that. They and cannot the way, be embarrassed. I, I think uh, the comparison to uh, these uh, other tragedies uh, is. Very apt because the difference between 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and what happened on January 6, 2021, uh, is that this one came from within. Mm -hmm. This is, we have no reason to be ashamed about Pearl Harbor unless it had to do with readiness. 9-11, we were attacked. This was from within. This was American citizens. Home, well, and you had the, these groups, these t again, domestic terrorist groups and the proud boys and some of them have been described that way as mm -hmm. i think the government uh, the the justice department has tagged them as as domestic terrorist and groups. all we were lacking was uh, a uh, a leader them having a leader who would follow through on what he said he would do those people thought trump was going to show up oh, you know sure they did. told them he was going to well show up. and how many of them are on tape in the uh, uh uh, capital there saying Trump sent us we're here yeah. your boss you better stand down your boss sent us in here so, so the, that's how close we came to being far worse than either of those other two events I mean mm -hmm. in terms maybe not as loss of life immediately but a change in the nature of who we are absolutely uh, what uh, what America Un represents and I don't think any of us really real I mean I sure didn't uh, while it was happening realize this the extent to which it was happening. I knew there was protests and things and, and violence breaking out, but I, it was, it was in the days and weeks to follow that it, you sure. really, it came into focus. Jesus. They've been talking about it for what, a month and a half before oh, yeah. it, it ever happened. It, this was an organized thing. Trump talks about, and he, you know what, it was just, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised that I can still be astonished by this guy. 
during uh, on one six, he didn't have his press conference or talk much about it, except to talk about his his crowd crowd size. size of course, <laughs> of mean, course, he's still bragging. Did you see that crowd? It's much bigger than than uh, he, he talked but, about a sacred number. Sac- what is sacred number in his crowd that well, day? Do you know what that is? I have no. He doesn't know what that is. It's somebody. He repeats things that people tell him. So uh, that t- that's his take. Well, there were sure a lot of people, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, ratings. He talks about mm-hmm. the ratings. You know, I saw something last week that said, you know, uh, we, we, we need to pin this on the producers of The Apprentice because they took a pathetic piece of crap, failed businessman and created this, 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 uh, you know, icon out of him. I mean, it's right out of, it's right out of the Don't Look Up t- uh, on Netflix. This is who... Mm-hmm who this guy is he's a he's a sham he's a media creation and he's now got uh you know a violent wing of this country um supporting him and and he had and it represents one there's one word power he he looked at that mob going into the capital and all he saw was his power he saw these people are responding to me to me i can make them do that and he loves it oh he, he they loves said, that. It's a cult leader's wet dream. Stephanie Grisham said that he was it Stephanie Grisham. I believe it was her that said he was sitting in his little room off the uh, Oval Office and rewinding and in the and dining room area, dining room, right? playing back. Yeah, playing back mm-hmm. the scenes from that yeah. day while they were begging him to send, you know, prove the the um, National Guard to go in. And I mean, the, please, please, Merrick Garland. Take this, what this committee is doing, and 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 push it, and let's let's. That's the only way to end this thing is to get well, some. People we know, in prison. we know what we know what happened. Uh, it's just a matter of being able to to prove it. There's no question. It shouldn't be any question in anybody's mind what happened on that day. Uh, now they've got to put it all together and make a case out of it. And I think you'll you'll see the uh, House committee being much more aggressive on that because they don't have to do that. They well, don't have to prove it in a court of law. Yeah. They can issue subpoenas, which they are doing. I think they're and moving it, pretty fast. And as we're recording this uh, today, I saw this morning that they are uh, apparently heavily into the state uh, efforts down yes. in Georgia and Arizona uh, to overturn. So that's that's a good, good trend, good sign. I just am hopeful. Our hillbilly liberal uh, had some thoughts, by the way, on... Okay on the uh, anniversary. Let's hear what uh, Trey Crowder had to say. Well, happy sham anniversary, y'all. Yeah, one year removed from last January 6th when our nation's least and dimmest converged on the Capitol for a day that will live in sore loser infamy. wonder how they're celebrating the occasion. Just every January 6th from here on out, troglodytes nationwide get together near somebody's basement dressed up in their best mall ninja gear and push each other down the goddamn stairs in the name of impotent rage, something like that. Maybe put on a little Lee Greenwood party ain't over till somebody goes into diabetic shock. Am I right? Pathetic. Now, of course, the uh, back the blue stand your ground crowd are spending today hollering about Ashley Babbitt without a hint of self-awareness. I say it all the time. These people are immune to irony. Never again listen to them refer to black people as looters or Muslims as terrorists without thinking of the 6th of January and telling them to kiss your ass. It's becoming more apparent that almost no one wanted them there that day. We've heard people from the uppermost reaches of the conservative power structure basically admit that they wanted a coup, just, you know, a peaceful one. Now, of course, if you ask them, they would say, oh, no, we, we didn't want a coup. We just wanted to 
you know, unilaterally disregard the results of a democratic election in an effort to illegally maintain power for our outgoing regime. That's all. And we would have got away with it, too, if not for those meddling, math-hating, mayonnaise people. Nobody wants y'all around, with perhaps the exception of Donald Trump, who we now know is watching the events unfold on TV the way that New York Jets fans watch football games, just sitting there thinking, you don't realize all they ever do is lose, but I think they got this one. Surprise, they still suck. Because unless you're talking about a tattoo of a bald eagle perched on the statue of a slave owner, these people are not good at getting things done. Okay? I'm not trying to be dismissive of the events of that day. It is of the utmost importance, not only that they are held accountable, but also much, much more importantly, the aforementioned power brokers at the top. The DOJ's made over 700 arrests so far, none of which were working in the halls of Congress or the White House on that day. And so, it is not nearly enough. I can live with the fact that it's taken over a calendar year already as long as eventually they bust out the metaphorical guillotine and we see some immaculately coiffured heads roll over this thing. I know that dishing out consequences to the rich and powerful is not generally something we do in this country, but this has to be the exception. The stakes are too high. It's not hyperbole to say that literally everything is on the line because if they are not held accountable for what happened that day, it will happen again and again after that. And according to the blind squirrel doctrine, eventually these dipshits might actually get it right. And that cannot happen so we gotta let the people running the show right now know that fucking wrist slaps and fall guys ain't gonna cut it make them pay love y'all did a podcast we'll leave it at that huh i think so i think that takes care of us for today check out minyard and minyard do a podcast on facebook and check in uh, with us and let us know what you are thinking about the events of the day and by all means stay safe See you next time.